Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together every other week and discuss the important things in life. Like how, for some reason, we're just seeing each other's faces for, like, the first time in Crit Chat? Because normally we just do, like, a voice chat thing. But now, we, for some reason, now that we're on uh, the, the Google Meet, we have decided it's it's faces for, for all the baby boys. <laughs> well, it, it would be now, unlike any other time, it would take one more click in order to turn the camera off. <laughs> So uh, that's too much like, for wanna, me, at least. I don't want to press more <laughs> buttons. That feels like a lot. <laughs> like, today we have with us the beautiful Alfred Clark. Oh, <laughs> hello. Uh, we also have with us a Caillou. Hello, everyone. Oh my goodness! Look at your little face. Ah, oh, this is. I'm gonna be too amused by this the entire time. This might have been a bad plan. Uh, <laughs> We also finally have back with us in our midst the amazing Sarah Meaden. Hello. <laughs> oh, it's been so long. I'm so happy. Uh, and this week. Oh, also, I'm here. Fuck it. I forgot about me. I'm also here. I miss my hunt. It's it's cool. Don't worry too much about it. But this week we're talking about like festivals and parties and cool events and stuff that you do in D&D. And like how to do good ones of those. I've done them before. This is one of those weeks where I'm like, I've definitely done it. Don't know if I've done it well. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, what about you guys? How, what is uh, all of y'all's experience uh, vis-a-vis like festivals and shit in d and I, I, I can start off by saying my my favorite experience as a player was the half damage episode <laughs> where both of the people here uh, appeared suddenly oh, yeah. in, my, in my feed without me knowing about it. It was... Oh. The best yeah. surprise. Did you did you not know? Oh no no no. Uh, so for for people that do not know, uh, in Half Damage we did a uh, a Winter Song Festival, which is like our little like Christmassy episode. And at the time when we were recording, I just did all the voices of a bunch of uh, gerblins. Uh, and then afterwards, I got some of the other uh, crit chatters to come and do the voices, and no one knew, and that was very fun. <laughs> it was extremely good. <laughs> I just assumed yeah. you didn't want to schedule all of us at the same time, and that was the reason. Oh. Oh, yeah, I didn't want to do that even a little bit. Yeah. Hey, if I will be fucked and damned if I'm doing, if I'm running a fucking game for eight people, absolutely not. It's not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like scheduling scheduling half damage at the oh. moment is like throwing a dart at a dartboard that is floating in the middle of the Thames, and you're like on the London Bridge, like <laughs> just hoping that it lands. And like you'd think that it would be because like we're still we're still in the the apocalypse times so you'd think that there would be more times when we're all available tis not the case and I don't understand how but yeah I forgot that Winter Song definitely does count as a festival never mind I fucking nailed festivals (laughs) (laughs) never mind this is my episode (laughs) this is Ismay's episode it's finally come it only took what episode is this fucking like 900 episodes uh, what about you guys, Sarah and Kai? Uh, I have, uh, I, as a DM, I've run exactly one festival, and I think it went pretty well. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I have, um, I have one big point to contribute later on. So I'm going to write down in my notes here, big point, okay? <laughs> At least you have one. One big point. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh Sarah, what about you and your festival experience? Um I don't know that I have any as a DM. Not ones that I've come up with myself in some of the written pre-written stuff. There's festivals, but I haven't ever made one. That was, up. 
cow. But I have been in one. Winter song. Everyone's experience is yeah. all winter song, baby. <laughs> yep. I'm, ev- I'm everyone's big Chris. Everyone's big Christmas yeah. miracle. <laughs> it is me. <laughs> the Christmas is miracle. It's the most of- it's miracle. Oh, it's miracle. Oh, okay, that's good. I'm okay with that. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, Alfred, did you say that you had like uh, run any, or is it just the one that you've been in? So I think I think it's just the one that I've been in. I spent a lot of time thinking about D and D festivals <laughs> just now. Um, good. So you know, like, so yeah, I have no experience of running them. I do have a p- full page of notes. <laughs> oh, this is why I love you. I'm but, uh... so proud of you, Alfred. I'm so proud. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Alfred is like consistently like comes like, to us with like actual like I sat down and thought about the thing that we're gonna be doing. I um up until like five minutes ago was uh sitting on my ass and watching YouTube videos because me. But yeah, like like I'll be real, the 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 main thing like if if you wanted to get all of my notes in one piece of recommendation, <laughs> it would be to watch Dale Kingsmill's video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, because like that's the, the that's the bulk of it and it was uh, but like it's genuinely like very uh, inspiring and like after one after going to research for this episode by watching that video now i want to i 100% want to run like holidays build holidays into my campaigns cuz I, I yeah i just love it the cuz the the idea the like core theme of the video is that um talking about how festivals and holidays are like they happen at um moments of change or liminal times so like uh in midsummer where's the you hit the longest day and then it, the, the days start getting shorter um you know and harvest midwinter spring renewal new year um and then also like private ones like birthdays and coming of age celebrations and whatever mm. um like they're all the they all represent like moments of change um which I thought was very cool, but then also the actual the hot the, the the time itself, the holiday itself is like very useful for people um, because it completely breaks up the like the normal flow mm-hmm. of time, right? Like you have the you have like day by day, week by week time, and then holidays represent like a complete and total shift. Like the perception, your perception of the passage of time is different, and. Um, the you know people's priorities change and like yeah it's it's very interesting because it is so different and now i really want to do it like bring it into campaigns because you know i love the idea that that that, that's something that could be can be represented really strongly with um mechanics and game systems i think and uh I think there's a there's a tendency to like have a a holiday themed mm-hmm. adventure, right? Where you fight the giant, Santa giant Claus, pumpkin yes. man, yeah, um, <laughs> evil evil Santa Claus, <laughs> yeah. always evil Santa Claus, yeah, of course. Or just good Santa Claus. Or good, hey, sometimes maybe <laughs> good Santa Claus. Because fuck that guy. <laughs> Yeah, but I love the idea that um, you're taking your char- that you take your characters and you put them into almost a completely different game system. I imagine personally like yeah because the way people are acting is completely different everyone's priorities are completely different to outside of the holiday right so i like the idea of that being a an opportunity to do like a totally separate one shot in a different system with the same characters but like everyone's like just priorities are different i like the idea of a different system that makes me happy yeah it sounds it does show like a big kind of shift in the dynamic for a weird one-off day of frivolity and dumbassery that's good. I like that. Mm. Uh, Sarah, so have, have you been in uh, any ones that you weren't just like voicing in and were like actually just like doing a big old festival for? Um, I realized, sitting here listening to Alfred talk, that if you count the purge 
as a festival? <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, 100% the fair is a festival. I mean, what else, if not a festival, then what? I feel like that's really on brand for me on this show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That's so, so good. I've, I've run a purge, <laughs> run a purge. Um, in one of my games. <laughs> Uh, oh, you're fantastic. I oh, miss you so much. <laughs> <laughs> just come on and say some psychopathic shit. You're like, okay, and then have a nice day. I'm really a nice person, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it is to funny because it is because I do I like my I, I feel like Sarah I feel like you're like one of the people <laughs> that I know the least but that I trust the most you know like I have a really strong feeling of trust for you but it is always these moments of like, like, oh, wait but a like for some reason for some reason it's totally fine <laughs> oh fantastic so how did the purge go Sarah it went great none of my my players died um, that's nice they, it's they came in like on it. the tail end of it and they didn't know what was going on they were just like, why is everyone running around killing each other until one of my oh players my goes, it's a purge! <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then they got to deal with the aftermath of it. So, I mean, I didn't run the purge itself because I feel like that would have just been horrible for my players. Yeah. But um, the aftermath <laughs> of it was really fun to explore. Oh, yeah, just peachy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You they know. woke up and, like, all the bodies were gone and they couldn't figure out why. And then later on in the adventure, they found out that the reason it's such an agriculturally flesh society is because oh, they take all the bodies yeah. and turn them into <laughs> 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 Happy. So good. So that's good. My, that's my experience with festivals. Mine are all Christmas based. <laughs> <laughs> so we're covering oh. both ends of the spectrum. Oh, yes. The, you know, the, the, the two holidays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two holidays. Yeah. Christmas, Christmas and the purge. And the purge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Kai, what about you? How, what's your, what's your uh, holiday experience? I mean, I'm just thinking, like, Alfred mentioned something before about, like, why people have. <laughs> holidays and it's just got me thinking just then there is another reason i can think of why people have holidays and that's like commemorating special events that happened that were special yeah and like one thing that you could do with that is like you let's say your campaign revolves around something important that happened in the past and communicating history to your players is always a, a bit of a struggle because at some point you do just have to give them a history lesson um yeah. they do just have to like <laughs> absorb that knowledge and so I find trying to like trying to get the players to absorb it in creative ways can be really helpful. And one of those ways could be like this is the annual celebration of the yearly event we sealed that god in that tomb. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. That's not gonna come up later. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> and so like um yeah, try to keep your holidays like relevant in a way maybe if it is a celebration of some past event make that past event crucial to your campaign or in the inverse if you have a big past event turn it into a holiday oh uh, i i'm very into the idea that your your players go a place do some fucking garbage go away and come back a little bit later and they're like oh stick around for the you holiday yeah That's good. <laughs> yes the you holiday is excellent <laughs> <laughs> gotta 
steal the living shit out of that one. Okay. That's cute. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, oh, for Ismay and her experience, uh, yeah, I've run uh, a lot of uh, Christmas campaigns because I'm a little sunshine Christmassy bug because I love Christmas <laughs> so much. Uh, my favorite thing that uh, to do with them, like I, I'm pretty sure I mes- mentioned it on like the, the holiday Christmassy episode that we were doing, but it was just taking Christmas traditions from around the world and showcasing them all in like the Feywild, which is very fun because it's the Feywild. You do a lot of weird oh, shit in the Feywild. cool. Yeah, that's nice. And it's really cool because then you get to learn a lot about like different cultures and the things they do and then you get to learn wild shit. Like apparently in Germany, they hide a pickle in the tree and then you have to find the pickle and whoever wins is like the pickle king or some fucking weird shit and, and you just you just have all of these things going on at the same time in the yeah fight. like it was just like it's, it's it so was good. just like weird things and like people going around like they're uh, somewhere else i can't remember where but they decorate uh like their their houses with giant spiders and so i just had a giant dancing spider that they could just go and be friends with and that was good they like it it was just such a mash of weird shit that everyone got into it and that's good i learned about uh the the is it the yule log that like if there's like a yule log yeah there's the yule log where yeah and then you hit it, it, yeah. Beat it with sticks. Yeah, you, you yeah. beat you beat you beat it with the stick to get the devil out of there, and then you throw it in the fire. But you also no before you have to like make sure it's cozy. Yeah, like you make sure it's nice and cozy, and you're like ah, oh, and then you like set out little things where you're like, this is our best friend, the Yule log, and then you throw in the fire and beat it with sticks because fuck that thing. <laughs> yeah, That's good. it checks out. But then it then. It, it, it it like it like poops out candy then right is that is oh, that right yeah, yeah it poops out Pretty candy sure. yeah I love the world it's good uh and that was also good because like uh there's another place that like if you don't get given clothes for Christmas then uh the Yule cat will come and eat you and the Yule cat's just a giant spooky cat and none of my players got clothes so like, they all had to on. fight a giant Sorry, spooky like, cat but your parent like it's, yes. it's your parents who give you the clothes right yeah so they control the if the Yule cat eats the they kids they control the giant spooky cat uh, you better be good or I won't give you clothes for Christmas but- <laughs> Like I think that I think it's less like uh oh no the cat might come and get you rather than oh we have to give you clothes like this is like the the excuse for why you get like a pair of Christmas socks every year to be like well otherwise a cat would eat you (laughs) that's that's it that's I love just like don't worry. About like seventy percent of all folklore is just like parents trying to get the kids to listen to what they want to do. <laughs> so good. Yep. As a parent, Absolutely. I one hundred percent support this idea. <laughs> Yule yeah. cat coming in next year. You know, like some mom just pulled that out of her butt, yeah. and then oh yeah, then she told her other mom friend, and it just spread, and then it became a tradition. <sighs> I love it. I and you love, know, the, I love shit like that. You know, the kids are like they're gonna grow up and then be like, oh, what the. That was a lot. Well, you know what I'm going to do now. <laughs> now that I have kids, yeah, <laughs> yeah like wow, that that betrayed my trust. On to the next one. <laughs> like, like, yep. uh, so yeah, this is my festival experiences. They're they're just little Christmas times. Involve a lot of weird culture things. Cool. But yeah, there was, um, oh yeah, I was wanted to talk about like what would be like cool little things to have at a festival. Cause like I feel like a lot of the time, uh, in festivals, there is, the chance for being like, oh, here, look, yeah, here's a big cool festival. A lot of cool people that you can meet and things you could do. And people are like, what? And then you're just like, oh, you can sit, sit around, have, have a pie. Mm. See you later, <laughs> friends. Is... Like, what are, what are like cool activities and like how it do you like, make them cool? 
yeah, it is definitely worth like planning out a whole bunch of things to do beforehand. A lot of the time it's good to have like ones with mechanics involved, like little mini game kind of things. Yeah. And there are whole slews of examples of these you can find online. Um some of my favorites like uh for more like medieval tournament style things, which is a bit of a deviation from the topic, but you can have oh, jousting okay. and and uh, other kind of martial arts like fencing and and, and wrestling and wizard duels. All done safely, of course. Of course. Um, and definitely wouldn't have any um, cheating involved that would put anybody no. in harm's way. You know, the players might have to stop or to partake in. I like, I like the, uh, like the nice festival vibe of like you can you can cheat at festival games, but then you get to do that fun thing where you put them in stocks and people throw rotten tomatoes at them. That's hmm. good. Speaking of cheating, like obviously the local thieves guild has come in because everyone is being loose with their coin purses at the moment. Yeah. You could also have gambling mm-hmm. at your oh, festival, yeah. like do games of chance. And I know that in either the Player's Handbook or the Dungeon Master's Guide, there's like a whole rubric on how to do gambling and ideas for it that you could pull from oh, shit. for your festival. And then I've always liked the idea of having a tattoo artist so at the festival. So all of your players that are whining about wanting tattoos and such, you could have them get it at the <laughs> festival. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a specific problem. Like <laughs> yeah. all of my all of my players are constantly whining about not having tattoos. Like I, I love that. I mean, but, it yeah. happens. <laughs> I love that. That's so it's good. Really good. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a problem with people want like wanting to get tattoos in my games, and I like that it is a problem for other people. I just I like knowing what other people's game issues are, and that's fun. <laughs> like you go in you ask for something in like dwarvish and you come out and it says like spring rolls it's good it's gonna be nice <laughs> no rag rats no rag rats <laughs> <laughs> and you also get like nice. the whole festival food thing bringing in different yeah. traditions with that and like fried unicorn horn and other parts oh <laughs> wait a- no wait <laughs> There's also always that game with the, the cups and the stone, and then you swap them around, and it has a name, and I don't know what it is. Yeah. Stone cup game! It's fun. But, like, it, all of those, like, games where, like, the, the carnival man is trying to swindle you yeah. and trying to outplay, outplay them it can be kind of fun as well. Because then you can actually literally play them at the yeah, table. Yeah, right? That's <laughs> exactly. what I like. I, I like the, the idea of like literally playing games at the table. Like, yeah, that's that's good with yeah. like some of the gambling games because a lot of gambling games involve like cards and dice and you got dice around you already. You can get some fucking mm. cards. So. I, I just like the, the broad idea of like you, you take folk games and yeah, and then play them. So you're, you're standing, sitting around the table and you're like, yeah, they they challenge you to the game of hoops. Anyway, here's here's my hoop set. Let's <laughs> let's get outside and <laughs> start rolling some hoops. Oh, I would that would I would so, so happy. Oh, one one of these days I'm gonna get people around for D and D, and we'll be sitting there and be like, and then you go to the carnival. Come with me to the next room, and then we go into the next room, and it's like a whole <laughs> carnival setup, and like behind each thing, it's just got little mustaches for me to put on. Like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, now don't worry about it. This is how I make everyone LARP with me. Exactly. Sneak <laughs> yes. LARP. Oh, I want to do it so badly. Okay, well, I know what my life is going to be about mm. soon. Any, 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 any way to have a pipeline for converting people from 
entry level D&D into lapping. <laughs> like, right? yeah, that's the pipeline we need to build. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie, the things that I've heard about actual LARPing, <laughs> they've sounded disappointing to me, not in the way that it should sound disappointing to me, like, you know, in the way that I'm like, I'm a 25, 26 year old woman that's like, I do want to go and pretend to fling spells at people in the middle of the woods <laughs> and go, lightning bolt! But uh, just in the way that it sounded like you had to like advance in levels and if you were new then you essentially just got shat on until you died i'm like i don't want that <laughs> I mean, oh, uh, yeah. it really depends on the highly game. dependent i know that there's like big there, there there are the occasional big event that happens that i've always been very interested in like there's like like very period pieces where yeah. like yeah it's like yeah they like rent out a whole building and there's loads <gasps> of people who do it at the same time kind of thing for a weekend Oh, for me, live close enough. That. You find one of those. I'll fuck it. Like <laughs> after like yeah, the world stops being ended, like I'll make Broken drive me down to do LARPing. <laughs> make this happen. For sure. One of the things I always like doing in games in general uh, that would lead itself very well into like a festival kind of setting. I love doing tarot readings because I'm a I'm a tarot card fucking bitch. He's just got a lot of garbage. It's just fun to to do it and like it. it I've always found it fun to. Um, kind of like inspire new narrative things because even if you don't know anything about tarot reading then yeah. like you know and even, even if you don't have a handy um vampire themed table to tell you exactly what stuck. each card means <laughs> <laughs> you know um yeah you could just like yeah if your players sit down and they're like oh yeah like to get a tarot reading you turn over death you're like death is coming <laughs> for what? you i guess yeah. shoot i guess that's the next fucking session that we're doing like turn over turn over tower you're off to a tower. You're yeah. off to a tower, right? <laughs> what does it mean? Doesn't matter. Go into a tower. It's fine. <laughs> but what does it mean? It means there's a tower. <laughs> it means there's a fucking tower, you garbage losers. So yeah, that like I've done that a couple of times. It's always been fun for making people either do some character growth and development or giving ideas for where they should go next and do some fucking shit there. There's always the opportunity for just the actual plot to continue during the festival. Um, I feel like it needs to be said. You could have NPCs who are friendly or antagonistic towards the players operating during the festival. Um, it doesn't have to be a break, but it definitely can be. It would be it would be a good way to introduce your next plot hook. Exactly. Like, yeah. This festival's really great, except they're gonna sacrifice a virgin. <laughs> so maybe you want to stop that, <laughs> or maybe you want to join in. I don't know. But this time <laughs> you're the virgin. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a plot twist that we did not see coming. Oh god! Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's a good like place where there's gonna be a lot, especially if it's like a big festival. Then there's a lot of in- incentive for people from outside to come in and be there. So like you've got extra folk from outside being like, oh, I've come to this this big cool town and there's a lot of garbage here. I, I do, I, yeah, I, I like it. I I do think it should be like because that that's kind of like the, the the because holidays are sort of a magic circle. Like definitely have the plot come in, but I think it is a really good opportunity for a plot thing to be like a cold water shock, right? Like it's. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of breaking the rules of the holiday episode, um, yeah. yeah. By having an event happen from the plot, like someone yeah. drops a fireball in the middle of it, and everything goes terribly, terribly wrong. I, I've grown very attached to my little festival that we've just <laughs> describing, and now I'm sad because everyone's dead and fireball. Oh, everyone's burning. <laughs> everyone's burning. Now Ismay has to light her living room on fire. And now my living room. <laughs> oh no, the love festival. <laughs> <laughs> 
his face like sadly there with a match like oh god oh god you know what my stupid friends would do that just to see how committed to the bit I was like oh his name I feel bad now I feel bad and it's not even happened yet <laughs> yet yeah what am I uh uh we were speaking about like yes the festival games can have skill challenges and stuff attached uh, I found that like it was a really uh, I thought it was a really fun thing that one of my my friends did uh she was running a like a first timers D&D game that I was just along to so that I could be there to be like this is how you play D&D and be yeah as one of like the helpful players uh in there mm. but yeah she she set it all up around a, a festival and it was just like used as a thing to you know, help people get used to doing skill checks, which was really cool. It was like a very low stakes way to teach new players like how to, you know, roll the dice and what to look for, which is just, yeah, I thought that was like really smart as a little jumping off point. When I uh, ran that one festival that I did, it was specifically, I'm trying to remember the name, I think it was called, I think I simply called it the Night of Dreams. And um, the point of the point I'm trying to make is like these festivals that celebrate some sort of folk tale or what have you. That folk tale can be real and actually magical. And so on this particular night, uh, it was the crossing over between the material plane and like the realm of dreams. Uh, it's when those two sort of planes came at their closest. And so when people went to sleep that night, they would have very, very vivid dreams, very strange dreams, and sometimes prophetic dreams. It's hard to tell if they're prophetic or not. And so people would like look forward to this because it's a sort of a it's a big deal in their lives. And so the night in the evening beforehand they'd have a big party and then it will turn in actually rather early. And uh I use this to give prophetic dreams to some of my players, but not all of them, because <laughs> Not all of them get it. And <laughs> what? Some of them get wildly misleading dreams. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was great. Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. I just thought that some of them were like, and you get nothing. <laughs> yeah. well, I had two elves you in the sleep party. sleep soudly. I had two elves in the party, and elves don't sleep. Oh, yeah. And so they just oh. didn't get a dream. And like, we actually like yeah. workshopped it on the day, and we just realized, like, yeah, no, hang on. Like, the elven population hate this holiday, you know? Everyone just, oh. everyone's like <laughs> celebrating this thing that they can't participate in. And so they just go around, like, throwing rocks at people's windows trying to wake them up and just ruining it for everyone. <laughs> That's so... Wow. So spiteful. I like, wow. I like, so like, on brand for me. Fuck you. Um, I like your stupid vegetable. Oh, yeah, my, <laughs> my main point is, like, like, festivals can be inherently magical and you can yeah. in- insert those magical qualities in them if you take a uh, inspiration from like a- from halloween and do like that kind of festival that's a time when the other realm as it were the realm of fey or magic or whatever is associated with the area you're celebrating halloween in comes closest to the real world and all the creatures come out in the night and we have to have the the, the festival is like was originally like warding rituals to fend yeah. them away and all of that. It could be something like that. Like, yeah, what do people think on I that? I like that. I like that a lot. Like, I, I, I've never done a Halloween one, even though I oh fucking love Halloween. Uh, just because I always run my my dread campaign <laughs> instead. But I feel like, mm. yeah, I can't. I, I like the idea that it, it's like. A, a very realized version of the the reason that Halloween existed in the first place. That's fun. Well, it makes sense because if you have like winter and summer solstice festivals, that's when like magic could be the most strong or weak in the realm. Mm. And then so you could have like 
people competing with magic or like Kai said, wizard duels or something when magic is stronger or weaker. And that would be a really cool element that you could introduce with your players. Mm. It could even be something more local, like this is the day of the year when the um, the Earth Titan who lives beneath us sort of like <laughs> wakes up the most, not quite fully awake, but enough awake. And like the ground shakes a little <laughs> bit. And so people like, p- people sort of like celebrate that because every time it happens, we don't die. <laughs> You know? I don't know. Like, I'm just coming up with like. It's because they sacrifice a virgin to the earth. Exactly. Party. There you go. There exactly. Go. There we go. Virgin, everything's fine. Don't worry. And then, and then the the Earth Titan sends like four Earth elementals who guard the village or something like. I I very like. My favorite thing is I, I I do really I've got I've come around to Sarah. I like the idea of the virgin sacrifices because like <laughs> your your human brain is like, okay, well, we're in a town that does virgin sacrifices. That's weird and bad. We're not going to let that happen. And then they can stop it. Because, you know, in the real world, if you stop a virgin sacrifice, fucking nothing happens because it's, you know, it's doing nothing. But in the fantasy world, maybe the god that you are sacrificing these virgins to is pissed and will just, like, smush your town. That's good. <laughs> Where's my virgin? <laughs> 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 like, they find out that it's, like, it's not even virgins that they give a shit about. It's just someone. And then the town gets a little bit more loosey-goosey. Or less loosey-goosey, maybe. <laughs> I also think festivals are a really great way to introduce magical weapons and armor that your group has a chance to win or earn or steal. Um, that's either central to the holiday like this magical axe is from a hero and that's the hero that we're celebrating and they could steal it or win replicas of it that are less powerful and i just think that would be really fun i know my well, players yeah. were trying to steal it but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but winning things could also be an option and that would be a fun way to introduce more magical artifacts into your party i mean the best case scenario is one of the players wins it while the other one steals it <laughs> Yeah, it could be like you could have like a sword in the stone kind of idea of like, oh, if you're able to win all of these fantasy competitions, then you get the cool magical artifact that no one has been able to win for five hundred years. Just takes the whole stone. Oh yeah, you take the whole stone. Nah, fucking fool. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like the idea of a barbarian who like holds the hilt of the sword and hits people with the stone. <gasps> Oh, that's actually very good. We'll get none of the magical properties, but we really have a sword and a stone weapon. That's good. <laughs> Just like yeah. one day, like it comes off because they did something noble and they're like, no, my cool stone's on. <laughs> this is good. You know, you can have a cool moment where you're like, you, you're, you like, you like swing the sword, but you're like, and you, you, you have the moment of uh, achieving nobility, and the, the, the stone flies off and like smashes the big bad they'll evil guy. They'll still complain. In the I don't know how or why, but they'll fucking complain about it. <laughs> well, then, then you could have the, then you could, then, then the, ma- the, the magic yeah. item can graduate to the sword and the stone, and so oh, the, stone the stone can keep coming back. back Never mind, we're Ooh. back on nice. board, baby. <laughs> Hey, back on board, baby. Does anyone else have any good like uh, festival activities or or things to do during festivalis? I really like mouse races. Uh huh. Go 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 mouse on. Races. Stunned silence. Uh, are the, so are the players, are the, players the mice, or are there mice that the players are betting on? Or so like it's quite simple. Like imagine a race of animals, and you you bet on yeah. the animals. But they're mice. <laughs> I was just gonna. I was just gonna say immediately. I was like, 
oh yeah mouse races and i was like are you saying that that's like you know as if the players are having to race and then was oh no or, or like you ha- you have mice that you're betting on and it's like okay well then all the mice gonna, are gonna have to have personalities oh, yeah. I was like, oh my god there's like mouse breeding and like the the players are gonna like choose which mouse they're gonna they're gonna be trying to get the inside scoop on which mice are like really good like like racing mice right uh, yeah that's, and then, like, uh... they all have their own personalities and like names because they're all the breeders are all really like, proud of their like I, mice I, I obviously seen shit like this i don't like like i've been to things that have like x animal races like you know like goats and sheep and stuff at no point during that was i like right i need to get into like the breeding patterns of these fucking goats like what? yeah but yeah but that's because that's not a magical sword on on, on offer if you battle the right one <laughs> My favourite part is when the players cast uh, Speak with Animals yes, on the mice, on, on their favourite yes. mouse, specifically. Mm. And they and then they go to talk to it and say, like, all right, you're going to do really well and you're going to win. And the mouse is just like, yeah, sure, okay. I was going to do that anyway. Like, what what are we doing here? <laughs> it's like, all right, what's, what's this going to do? Explain <laughs> from start, win? You know one of your players is going to lose and then get really mad and like their goal is going to be, I'm coming back next year <laughs> and I'm going to have trained this mouse all year long. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then you have like a battle-hardened mouse next year in the festival. I, I got I got lost in my, my cool new LARP world that I've created again because I forgot that like I've oh got my like God. my mom and little sister have pet rats. So I could do this as well, baby. I've got this too. Let's do little rat races in my living room. This is... <laughs> I'm gonna have the best fantasy uh, fucking party. And now, and now I also want I want it to be snails as well because snails are snails fun. are very well, good. Yeah. Snail, snails have a lot of personality. Elvis <laughs> very into the personalities behind all of these racing animals. That's what makes it's it so fun. Endearing. They have to be characters. Then you have a campaign within a campaign as your players yes. take on the roles of these mice. It's it's like what I was saying about the having a completely different game system that you're playing for the holiday episode. Yep. It's the whole episode it revolves around <laughs> the mice, and you all the players have their own mice that have their own stats and their own just just crack uh, a meadow guard, I guess. I, yeah, I I'm I'm again turned around on like the video call aspect of it. Like there was nothing like seeing Alfred's little eyes light up as he was. Explaining <laughs> like, becoming mice for a party is very good. I mean, you do know there's like a there's like a fantasy RPG called Yeah, Metal Guard I just got that. That's all about playing as yeah. mice. I do want to give it a go. It looks really very, fun. very sweet, and I'm very into that in a real way. Switch on for for a little 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 mouse time. Be be mice's doing runs. Like I feel mm. like you would have to if you were gonna make that a whole session, then you might have to do more than just the rat race kind of idea because otherwise you're just like, right, we're gonna do a new system. Go forward. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, but it's like it'd be a whole it would be a whole obstacle course. Oh, the race threats. is going fine until the cat jumps on the course. And yeah. That's where the yule well. cat comes in. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh. Does the yule cat eat anything aside from children? Or is it just children? I don't know. I well I don't I honestly I don't know if it ends up eating the children. I I read it and I was like, big cat. <laughs> that was just uh, <laughs> that was just my, my own personal <laughs> yeah, twist. I got I got really excited about this big cat and I wanted to fucking make it eat the kids. <laughs> Wait, how big is the cat? <laughs> really big. Like like the size of a house? Like the size yeah, of a house? Yeah, it's like bigger bigger than house. Oh, it's cat like, <laughs> Yeah. 
There you go. Huge yeah. vis- uh, vicious cat who lurks about the snowy countryside during Christmas time and eats people who have not received new clothes to wear before Christmas Eve. Oh, so it's it's eats people. It doesn't just eat children. Like everyone got to get anyone, clothes, yeah. baby. Ah. The sorry. Mm. Oh, I'm missing this... the Yule lads. Oh no, this was what we we, we have been talking about. This I forgot about we've, the Yule lads. We've I'm talked about the Yule lads, friends. We've, we've talked extensively yeah. about the Yule lads. <laughs> extensively, yes, definitely. Yeah, like definitely magical beings that only appear around yeah. holiday times. <laughs> Maybe point. they're a problem, you know? Like not necessarily like a threat, <laughs> but like a problem, a nuisance, you know? And that's why like you you need like a crack team of adventurers to like oh, sort out people's like, problems. When all the Yule lads show up and just sick. ruin your day. Uh, <laughs> you, you can mash uh, everything together. Uh, and make it a kind of wicker man situation where you're like, look at this cool party. You're the guests of honor. Uh, the guests of honor are going to get trapped in a wicker Hey, spoilers for wicker man. You gotta get trapped in a wicker man, baby. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's the party's yeah. own fault for being virgins, let's be real. <laughs> like, fucking party and their lack of fuck. Get burned in a wicker man, you weirdos. <laughs> That's the still opposite of wicker man, isn't it? Like, in wicker man, they've got like a weird thing where. The person in the Wicker Man has to have sex with the- I, I don't think I like the Wicker Man. I've seen it more than one time. I think I hate that film. <laughs> Doesn't it have Nick Cage in it? I've not seen the Nick Cage version, weirdly enough. I've only oh, okay. seen like the old version, <laughs> which was- I don't know if- uh, As I've not seen the Nick Cage one, I don't know if it's weirder or less weird, but it certainly Cut. does have 80s Come boobs now. in them. <laughs> like, I don't know. I am typing the Wicker Man into Google. Don't type um, the Wicker Man- The Wicker Man in- So, like, one of the- Like, I, I know that it's past its fucking prime and everyone knows what the Wicker Man is all about, but on the cover of the DVD for the Wicker Man, it's got the person in trapped inside the Wicker Man as it's burning. It's like, that half of the film is supposed to be Ooh. you not knowing that he's gonna get burnt in a Wicker Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah. yeah. Hello there, nerds, and welcome back to the middle of the podcast break chat with your host, Ismay. Hope that you're enjoying the episode on festivals. I'm going to go over all the little plugs and stuff that we do in the middle of the podcast, and I hope you like them. Uh, (laughs) If you want to help us out, you can follow us on all of our social media platforms. If you're not doing so already, you should do that. Uh, You can go over and find us on a whole bunch of places. You can find us on Facebook if you search Crit Chat, on Twitter if you search Crit Chat, and uh, in our Discord if you go to the description of wherever you're listening to this now. We are on all of those places. All the links are down there anyway. You'll also find the link to our website at critchatpodcast.com if you want to get all the links to all of the things everywhere. If you forget to do them right now, all you need to remember is critchatpodcast.com. It really helps us out if you tell people about us from those places, so if anyone's ever looking for any D&D advice and you remember you did an episode on it or you think that they want to come and ask us directly, just link us into it and maybe or maybe like suggest an episode of that to listen to. What? Those weren't words that were good. But you know what I fucking mean. People want advice, be like they got advice. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for uh, continuing to help us out uh, grow this show into something even bigger and better than it is now. Uh, if you want to help us out in a money's way, you can do so over on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash crit chat. Uh, over there, you can donate as little as a dollar a month. And even that small amount really helps us out. It's just like a fraction of a price of a cup of coffee. Are you going out for coffee? right now probably not probably not so you could go and give us 
give us a coffee amount. Uh, it would be really, really helpful. It helps us keep everything on our social media platforms. Also helps us upgrade equipment whenever it needs it. And yeah, it's a it's a good time for all. You get like little special rewards depending. Uh, you always get a little behind the scenes content, which is very funny and good. And we appreciate it very, very much. Keeping it real short and sweet this week, I will let you get back to the episode. And I hope that you are having a great time in the middle of this festival. Have you ever done a festival? We should do more calls to action in this. Tell us if you've ever done a festival. You can go to any of our social media stuff and tell us about the festivals that you've run in your game. Uh, again, that's on our Facebook or our Twitter or our Discord. You can open up a conversation there. We'd love to hear from you. And if you've got any, like, you know, questions that you want us to answer on the show, if there's anything that you're going to be doing in an upcoming game that you're like, I don't really know how to run this, you can give us an ask and we'll make a whole episode on it just for you. But until then, I'll let you get back to the episode so you can know a bit more about the Sweet Sweet Festivalis. Love you all very, very much. Goodbye. Uh, does anyone else have any like finishing things for doing festivals and such the like? You could have a military festival for whoever like Ooh. the big bad is, and then mm. security would be either heightened or lax Ooh. because it's a holiday, and that could be an in for your players to either find out more information or plan and attack. Um, I know the the Romans would have these festivals called a triumvirate, where they'd march um, the army through the streets of Rome with all the prisoners they captured, like... Throughout the uh, throughout their campaigns, if it's a villain doing this, you could have all of your like friends and allies in the parade, and that can be like something that you have to deal with. That sinister part. We had not talked about sinister or sad festivals. I like it. <laughs> it it, it's, uh, it ties in as well with um one one of the points from Dale Kingsmill's video is um what like one of the i um things to consider about the festival is if it is either pro status quo or anti status quo in the way of like. Um, I, I like because uh, she's Australian. She used the 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 um the example of Invasion Day, I think, where like the, you know it's the 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 celebration is like protests basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for some more context on that, it's officially called Australia Day, and it marks the. It isn't actually on the day, but it marks the day where like Captain Cook did his first landing in Australia, which, from the perspective of the <laughs> Aboriginal people, was. Like An the invasion. best day ever, Let's like everyone's favorite, like a really cool <laughs> yeah. thing that happened. And it's like, and it's not a great thing to celebrate, <laughs> really, is it? And so, if you're against that notion, it's Invasion <laughs> yeah. Day as opposed to Australia Day. So it's like yeah. Columbus Day in the United yeah. States. Very similar, yeah. Okay, but yeah. I, I, I just like the idea as well in um, of. Um, yeah, having routing and whatever the word is, effective action. It's not the word I'm. Civil unrest. Yeah, uh, there's like a, the 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 phrase for like uh, like taking action to like, like praxis and yeah. I, I think there's a tendency in fantasy for it to be like the big evil power structure and the underground rebels, rather than like open rioting yeah. or like um, protest mm. protest marches and stuff. And I think that there's a lot to, um, there for to explore. Quick question. Is the purge pro status quo or anti status quo? Because the purge is the status quo, but it's, it is a, it's officially a, sanctioned anti status quo. Which, but I think that makes it status quo. Like it's yeah. different than like your your normal day to day life. It is like it, it it's 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 a break to the system within the confines of yeah. said system. So it's because it's, an anti an anti status quo thing to do would be to stop purges from happening. Yeah, <laughs> or do a purge on a different day. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise purge! What's up? I'm starting early. <laughs>
yeah, I think that I think that that's good. That's good. That's good. Unless anyone else has any like burning points they want to bring in. The one other suggestion for an activity, I like the idea of like if the if there's like a, a play that always happens, then all the PCs can be have to have to be cast in yes! the play, and then and then you can it, it's. Yes! Then you can have a whole like theater production um, episode, basically. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Since this is an audio medium, you all have missed Ismay dancing. Yeah, Ismay got extremely excited. She's very excited. I forgot that, like in in one of the recently in a campaign that I normally uh, play in, because the DM has lost control of uh, what we do, uh, we spent an entire session uh, planning and uh, performing a recap of the previous session, which was. Like, <laughs> I made puppets. It was right. great. It was a good day. So my players did that to me too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Not that specific, just they putting on a play. Fuck. Oh, God. It's like <laughs> my sister's boyfriend like wrote some really like avant-garde shit um, <laughs> to put to this play. He called it Pelican Mysteries 9. Presumably there are eight more before this one. <laughs> a pelican walks out on stage and then the audience takes a moment and considers the pelican. And they ponder what is inside the pelican's beak. And then after a few moments, the pelican opens its beak and reveals to the audience what it is. Then the pelican walks off stage and another pelican walks on stage. (laughs) And the process (laughs) is repeated for a total of 15 times. And then the play ends. I feel like I've seen this play before. I've gone to a lot of <laughs> yeah, fucking absolutely. garbage plays. <laughs> you know what? I've I've been I like I I there, there were societies at my university. Yeah. I've seen this. Play. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. No, no, but it is good. It's very good. The idea is yeah. that like it's a lizard folk play because they have their like alien mind kind of thing where they don't really do emotions the way humans do. Oh, that's smart. And so like the way they write like fiction is very different and alien and they like to simplify it down into its, like, simplest form. So this is the ultimate expression of a mystery. Uh-huh. It's just the mystery. The rest of it's just unimportant. You can just you can get rid of it. Don't worry about it. But I, I love the idea of really concept stuff being, like, that being so concept and then saying, yeah, because it would go down well with this group, group yeah. fantasy group. That's really fun. Before we go, I want to I want I want to play a game. I don't know how well it's gonna work. We're gonna come up with a the next festival that we're gonna do. Gonna be a a a, a forward festival. So it's gonna be something 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 fest. And we're all doing one. We're word? all doing one word. We'll see what happens. Okay. <laughs> Any word God. in the world, and then it will be a cool new festival. We're gonna go do it on two one. Golden. Crochet. Trumpet. Uh, crab. <laughs> can, can it just... You know what? The rest of them mean nothing. It's just... Uh, crab festival. That was amazing. <laughs> I literally looked over, like, past my computer, and I saw this little, like, toy figure of a crab. Oh, it's a privilege to watch your mind at work. Oh, it's very cute. Oh, it's a really good crab. It's a really I like cute a crab. crab. You know what? Crab fest, baby. So uh, next time we'll fucking, if you're in need of a festival, just do crab fest. But yeah, uh, we'll do the whole the whole wrap up thing. Uh, Alfred, do you have any plugs? I guess just follow me on social medias uh, at Alfred Makes. Yeah. Oh, and you can, um, I'm starting to post tabletop role playing stuff on my tiny blog. Um, So go to my website, Alfred's.website. website. (laughs) 
so much. Oh, God, I love you so much. What the fuck, Alfred? <laughs> Alfred's dot website is so cute. It's a wonderful Damn world. it, Alfred. Okay. I, it's so dumb to... It's such a vanity thing. Like, I feel really self-conscious about it. But, like, so when good, you Alfred. realize that Alfred's dot website is available, it's like, well, I'm not going to fucking not... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a huge ass. I've got a bypass. Uh, Kai, what do you have for us? So I've been involved with the Sinister Parent Podcast uh, Network. Um, they're a podcast network with a whole bunch of other podcasts. Ones like Shadow Worlds and Good Idea, um, straight off the top of my headlines. Um, you can check all of those out at uh, just by searching for Sinister Parent Company, looking for those in podcasts uh, individually. Nice. Uh, Sarah, do you have anything that you want to plug? Just the purge. Yay. <laughs> Look, um, Sarah's coming up with a purge. <laughs> Real life. Let's do it. Hey, why do we get the lows except our everything? Don't worry about it. I refuse to take part. I'm doing it on a different day. <laughs> whose purge is the real purge? Oh, now you guys are going to have to like battle for whose purge is the real purge. <laughs> well, I'm not battling when you want me to, so sure. Hey, that's just called murder. <laughs> Not if, not if you say purge while you're doing it. I think I found I wanna, a loophole. I'm going to try yeah, this out. I'm the next person that pisses me off. I'm going to be like, purge. but it was the purge. It was the purge, though, friends. <laughs> uh, if you want to find me, you can find me uh, everywhere at a teacup gamer. I am a teacup gamer on Twitch and on Twitter and on like Instagram and all that fucking garbage. Uh, I stream on Twitch most every day. Uh, I just wrapped up my um, queer streaming days for uh, for Pride Month, but I'm a big gay all year of the all year round, so I'm probably just gonna keep playing queer games. So if you like the idea of that, go and find me on twitch.tv forward slash ATCupGamer. If you want to find Crit Chat, you can find us on iTunes by searching Crit Chat and Podcast and leave us a five star review for this five star show, or find us on all the best podcast apps every other Saturday. Until then, I have been Ismay. I've been Alfred. I've been Kai. And I've been Sarah. And you've been listening to crit chat see you later nerds i had to swallow that water very <laughs> I was fast like, alfred this is a risky <laughs> time for a sip my boy <laughs>